When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You all right? Depending on who you ask, Man United are the most successful club in England, I would say so, but I'm a Manchester United fan. 20-time champions of England, 11-time FA Cup winners, 3-time champions of Europe, and they boast the most players to win a Ballon d'Or from an English club with the likes of Bobby Charlton, George Best, Dennis Law and Cristiano Ronaldo, all winning the award. Yes, this is the 43rd episode of Ranked, and today we're ranking the 50 greatest Manchester United players. Let's get stuck right in. And a quick reminder that if you are enjoying podcasts like these, we do have a Patreon page. That is patreon.com forward slash what if football, where from just one pound a month, you get five more bonus podcasts. You get alternate football universes shocked into a mailbag that's 15 minutes long or there or thereabouts. We've got nostalgic podcasts like the Great Games podcast, the Head to Head podcast, where we pit teams or players against one another to see who's better. And uh, we review and preview all the weekends, football in action on Fridays and Mondays. Check that out, of course, on the Sports Social Podcast Network, which we are a part of. We are here three days a week with Ranked, as we are doing today, tomorrow. It's not his nostalgia podcast. And the Barclays makes its return for the second season, the 1993-94 season, of course, with Charter. The Premier League right from the start to, well, present day, not the finish really. But um, let's get stuck straight into this. The 50 greatest Manchester United players of all time. And at number 50, Roger Byrne. Byrne played 280 games for United, played 280 games, scored 20 goals. Played between 1951 and 1958, unfortunately perished in the Munich Air disaster in February 1958. Was part of three league title winning teams under Matt Busby in the 50s. And uh, you got to say, probably would have had a a magical career at United had he not um, died in the air disaster, unfortunately. Number 49, Wes Brown. 368 appearances, five goals for the club between 1998 
and 2010. He's big, he's bad, he's Wesley Brown, he's dependable, he's versatile, he had a little bit of a rick in him early on, but um, I think for that season where he deputised for Gary Neville so well in the 2007-8 season, let's not forget he sets up the goal for Cristiano Ronaldo in the in the Champions League final in Moscow and um, one of the underrated players, which we'll see a lot of in the earlier stages of this list. Number 48, Lou Macari, 401 appearances, 9 97 goals between that 73 and 84 part of the part of the team that won promotion in 75 instrumental in the in the 1977 cup winning team against Liverpool and still remains quite the legend at uh, Old Trafford today is often on MUTV as well number 47 John O'Shea 393 appearances 15 goals and Mr Versatile really this man was somewhere else played for 12 years for United played in almost every position in the pitch up front and uh, notoriously in goal as well at um, White Hart Lane, I think it was. And uh, what a player, the lob against Arsenal, absolutely superb, could play everywhere. Uh, one of my favourite players growing up, I <laughs> have no idea why, but he just did that moment when he nutmegs Luis Figo against Real Madrid. Wow, what a player, what a guy. Uh, number 46, Jason Park, another cult hero here. 205 appearances, 27 goals between 2005 and 2012. The absolute workman of um, the Manchester United team that won the double in 2008, the last great Ferguson team, which we'll be mentioning a lot on this um, on this episode. One of the most underrated players in United's team or of Manchester United full stop really could do a job on absolutely anybody played like he had uh, three or four lungs he was absolutely insane he could get about the pitch and scored some vital goals in and amongst that as well he's got a pretty um, important goal against Liverpool seem to remember so number 45 Lee Sharp 263 appearances 36 goals played between 1988 1996 obviously part of Ferguson's great first team at United winning all those um, trophies he shared um, wing duties with Ryan Giggs Fortunately, in the end, though, Lee Sharp couldn't commit like Ryan Giggs, um, obviously most famous for the Sharp Shuffle, the celebration when uh, he would use in the early 90s when he scored part of the double winning teams in 94 and 96, 94 more so, um, and obviously was part, played a big part in the in the 92-93 season where Man United won the first league title since 1967. And part of that, number 44, Shea Brennan, 355, 59 appearances, six goals from 1958 to 1970. was part of um, part of the team that Sir Matt built from the ashes of the Munich Air disaster. And perhaps not a household name, but the amount of appearances he made, the fact that he clung on to stay for when, the, for when United won the European Cup in 1968, a key fixture of Busby's babes. In the 60s, win two league titles and an FA Cup, and of course that European Cup against Benfica in 1968. Number 43, Harry Gregg, 247 appearances and no goals, because obviously he's a goalkeeper. 1957, he started playing for the club and was a new signing, relatively new signing, when uh, when the Munich air disaster happened in February 58, and probably his best moment in a Man United in Man United career was inarguably off the pitch when he had the courage to save players against the advice of witnesses and stand by 
bystanders really and uh, one of the finest goalkeepers United had um, was part of the league winning team in 1965 part of the cup winning team in 1963 and uh, left the club in 66 number 42 Steve Koppel 396 appearances 70 goals and again part of um, a team like Lou Macari part of the 1977 FA Cup winning team one of the finest midfielders of his generation unfortunately they played in a bit of a sticky patch for United where they were sort of in between promotion and just not returning to prominence as they did in the late 80s, early 90s. Number 41, Phil Neville, 386 appearances, nine goals, played for a, a decade or more, really, from 1995 when he made his debut up to 2005. And another player like your G-Sun Parks, your John O'Shea, dependable and most crucially versatile, would play left-back, right-back, centre-back in his earlier days, then moved into centre Centre midfield, he was often called upon in the bigger games when other players were injured to play centre midfield. Of course, a member of the class of 92. And with that, it goes without saying that he won the absolute lot with United. As did number 40, Nicky Butt, another member of the class of 92. Played one more appearance than Phil Neville scored. 26 goals, made his debut in 1992. Left the club in 2004 and exactly like Phil Neville. A man for the big occasion, big game player, had... Um, a superb game in the 1999 Champions League final when he was sacrificed for the FA Cup final a few days later. And um, yes, of course, he would win the lot and played an absolutely instrumental part in that um, Champions League final in 99 and could score a goal as well. He just got an absolutely fantastic winning goal against Leeds, I think, in 98 or 99. Um, absolutely fantastic player, such as is number 39, Darren Fletcher. 342 appearances, 24 goals played between 2003 and 2015 and so many of these entries early on here are United's underrated section no more so than Fletcher for me he got to a point where he was adding goals to his game he's got a, the forgotten goal um, in the 6-1 which is an absolutely sublime goal he's got two in the 4-3 and the year, two years prior of course arguably one of the more underrated Premier League players of his time playing alongside Michael Carrick playing alongside Paul Scholes Anderson United had such a great midfield in that in that double winning team of 2008 and Darren Fletcher was like Jason Park they're one of the most underrated components of it really number 38 Norman Whiteside 274 appearances 67 goals played between 1982 and 1989 with the club and won two FA Cups whilst he was at the club. First in 1983 in the replay win over Brighton and Hove Albion. And then in 1985, the Whiteside final, it should be called. Um, he's just 20 years of age, beating Everton, one of the finest teams in the land at the time, who, of course, won the league that year. Whiteside scored the winning goal in the extra time period and uh, will be fondly remembered forevermore for Four goals like that, four in matches like that. Um, yeah, what a fantastic player he was. Number 37, Tommy Taylor. 191 appearances, 131 goals. Played between 1953 and 1958. And again, another member of the uh, Busby Babes who unfortunately perished in the Munich Air disaster. That goal return, though, speaks to someone who would have gone on to become an absolute club legend. Won two league titles with Man United in the 50s, of course, as they were... Uh, as they were gunning for three in a row in the 50s, unfortunately, obviously, the Munich Air disaster would stop that. But um, the goal return there is absolutely phenomenal from uh, Tommy Taylor there. 36, Brian Kidd, 266 appearances, 70 goals. Played for the club between 1967 and 1974. One of the more younger names on the team sheet when Manchester United won the European Cup in 1968, of course. 
um, younger viewers, listeners, rather, um, will know him for when he was assistant manager at Man United along the uh, start of the treble winning season, obviously left to take the Blackburn job in that one. Didn't win a league title with Man United, unfortunately left, uh, arrived at the club um, just a drop after the uh, last league title in a generation or so in 1967. Unfortunately, came in just as a success dried up, of course, still got the uh, the European Cup to speak of there. Number 35, Duncan Edwards, 177 appearances, 21 goals, played for the club between 1953 and 1958. And of course, another who unfortunately perished just after the Munich Air disaster. And Duncan Edwards was primed to be one of the greatest footballers of his generation, was capped by England from an early age, was set to be one of the most dominating defenders of his time, won a couple of league titles at the club and uh, one of the great lost careers in football for me um, could have been could have been England and Manchester United captain well into the into the 60s, probably would have been part of the 66 winning World Cup squad for England and of course maybe if he'd have held out for the 68 European Cup win, who knows, he was um, an absolute generational talent lost well, well too soon. Number 34, Ruud van Nistelrooy, 219 appearances, 150 goals between 2001 and 2006. And a similar, kind of similar goal return to Tommy Taylor here. And van Nistelrooy won the Premier League, won the League Cup, won the FA Cup. A couple of years either side of this though, if it had joined earlier, if it had joined later, he'd have won the absolute lot. One of my favourite goal scorers growing up, um, absolutely insane eye for goal, penalty box striker, if ever there was one, poacher some might say, um, what, a, what a goal scorer he was and probably easily the most prolific goal scorer I've seen in a Man United shirt in my lifetime. Number 33, Brian McClare, 471 appearances, 127 goals played for the club for 11 years from 87 to 1998 and that longevity of Chockey McClare is absolutely ridiculous. Never at the forefront of people's minds though when you remember this, uh, the double winners of 94, the double winners of 96, but... Uh, or in fact the team that dredged Ferguson to success earlier on, but he was there always one of the better scorers the club has ever seen, if you check out the rankings and um, what player he was really. Number 32, Paddy Crerand, 397 appearances, 15 goals between 1963 and 1971, a fine defender of his age, probably more well known now for his stuff on MUTV, commentary, punditry, etc. But he won the Won the lot at United, the Cup, the League and a couple of leagues and the European Cup in 1968, of course. 31, Andy Cole, Cole the goal, uh, played 275 times for United, scoring 121 goals in six years from 1995 to 2001. Carrying on his blistering form from Newcastle in their promotion year in 93-94 and uh, the year after that and he formed an insane partnership with a player further along this list in Dwight York, of course, memories of him from Barcelona with scoring those, that fantastic goal in the group stage of the Champions League in the treble winning year. You've got so many other memories. Andy Cole was absolutely superb and like Van Nistelrooy, one of the best prolific strikers that I've seen at United growing up. Number 30, Dennis Violet. 293 appearances, 179 goals between 1953 and 1962. And again, like Ruud van Nistelrooy, like Cole, like Tommy Taylor, an absolutely incredible goal return, especially for the longevity that he had almost a decade at the club. Would have been higher up had he uh, 
joined the club maybe a little later, maybe um, indulged in that European Cup triumph, um, was a big part of the team as they were rebuilding after the Munich Air disaster. Of course, won the won a couple of league titles beforehand as well and perhaps one of the finest strikers that um, Manchester United have produced in that era. Number 29, David De Gea, 450 plus appearances. Zero goals, of course, goalkeeper. Still playing at the club, is in his um, 11th year now. Um, his longevity really sets him apart with some of the greats in a Man United shirt. Maybe if he would have um, played in a different time period, maybe if he'd have played in the treble winning team, you know, the double winning team from a few years prior, would be higher up this list to be in the second part of the sh- today's show. But unfortunately, he arrived at the club just as Ferguson was retiring. He would win that um, would win that Premier League in 2013. He won a couple of other stuff, the FA Cup, the League Cup, the Europa League, etc. Anything but the Champions League, really. But he um, is one of the finest goalkeepers United have ever had, unfortunately. Inhabited a time where he had to dig United out of so many holes and um, unfortunately should have had a much much more glittering career in terms of trophies than he has done, really, in all honesty. But that is um, the product of his time, really. Number 28, Alex Stepney, 539 appearances, two goals, considering he's a goalkeeper, pretty decent going. Well, 1966 to 1979, took over Harry Gregg with, an, with a plomb in the uh, United Net, won the European Cup, of course, and part of the last league winning side for a generation, won the lot, even went down to the second tier just to get promoted and win that trophy. And um, yeah, part of the, the European Cup winning squad in 68, absolute beast between the sticks and the longest serving Manchester United goalkeeper there ever was until David De Gea maybe usurps him who knows he's still got uh, just under 100 appearances to go at the time of recording of course number 27 Dwight York 152 appearances 65 goals now it doesn't sound a lot but uh, between 1998 and 2002 he was just unstoppable in a United shirt carrying on that form from Aston Villa he was top scorer in the treble winning year won the Premier League golden boot that year so for that alone I think for me he has to be included quite high up on this list. Won the lot in such a short space of time. Absolutely instrumental to United. Scored some absolutely incredibly crucial goals. The two against the two against Inter Milan, the goal against Juventus in the second leg. So many, so many goals he scored in that season that um, lives long in the memory in the folklore of Manchester United. And uh, none more so than number 26, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, of course, 366 appearances, 126 goals between 1996 and 2007. Solskjaer, of course, was the man who put the ball in the German net. And that is the most iconic goal in Manchester United history. Current manager at the time of recording, at least. Um, Of course, that goal against Bayern Munich in the 1999 Champions League final. Easily the greatest goal ever scored by um, Manchester United in terms of importance, significance. So many crucial goals as well in that treble year from Oli. He scored four goals in 10 minutes against Forest, which I'll always remember for some weird reason. Um, Of course, the injury time winner against Liverpool in the FA Cup, which could say arguably as important as the um, the Bayern goal because without that, Liverpool may take United to Anfield in the replay and beat them and there's no treble there. Um, known as a baby first assassin, scorer from the bench almost invariably and yeah, great marksman from for United in that time period. I will take a short break here before we uh, round down the second half of our list on the 50 greatest Manchester United players ever. 
Welcome back. We are detailing the 50 greatest Manchester United players ever. And we're into the second half of today's show. So we're going to go from 25 right the way down to one. And we start with number 25, Gary Pallister. 437 appearances, 15 goals from 1989 to 1998. And we're in the realm now of these bargain buys from Sir Alex Ferguson and Pallister. And like, obviously all the rest of them, considering they're in the top 25 of United's best players, Stood the test of time, like so many from the late 80s when the recruitment was absolutely spot on from Ferguson in order to push them over the line in terms of trophies. Pally had almost a decade at the back, won the absolute lot. Unfortunately, not the Champions League, he left the summer prior for Middlesbrough. But with Steve Bruce in there, formed one of the maybe now forgotten partnerships in the in Premier League history, but at the time in the 90s was held in almost the highest regard in terms of um, greatest Premier League centre-half partnerships there ever was. And still, I think that fact should remain true to this day. Number 24, Patrice Evra. 379 appearances, 10 goals. From 2006 to 2014, eight years at the club. One of the best fullbacks the club has ever seen. And another, like Pallister, bargain by, when you think of it, signing from Monaco in January 2006. Didn't seem like he would be a great fit at United at first. Obviously, still got Gabriel Heinzer there. You've got Mikael Silvestre, John O'Shea. All could play left-back, but Patrice Evra soon became the first choice left back for the foreseeable future and was the was one of the stalwarts of Sir Alex Ferguson's last great squad, probably more well known now to people about that um, crazy guy on social media with, um, yeah, uh, those videos. So uh, let's push on number 23. Tony Dunn, 535 appearances, two goals, played for the club for 15, 13 years between 1960 and 1973, was... One of the more United, one of the most tenured players at United upon leaving the club in 73, only behind the likes of Sir Bobby Charlton and Bill Fuchs, won everything for United from left back, um, was part of the European Cup winning squad, of course, won plenty of honours, the Cup in 63, the league in 65 and 67, and remains immortalised in the, um, along the stadium, there is a banner of him in the uh, then recently departed, of course. Number 22, Edwin van der Sar, 266 appearances, zero goals. And obviously that is because he's a goal scorer. Uh, 2005 to 2011, van der Sar played for the club and finally United had found the successor to Schmeichel that was that was belatedly found. It took six years, but finally Ferguson and United got that goalkeeper. Obviously van der Sar would become the hero in the shootout in the 2008 Champions League final. Broke an absolute shed load of records at United in terms of clean sheets, minutes without conceding a goal in that final great United side um, in the 2008-9 season. He beat Petr Cech's record for most minutes without conceding a goal. And up from, I think it was November to late February, early March, when United just didn't concede whilst Van der Sar was in net. Absolutely insane stats. And obviously this was around the time where Man United were dominant. Number 21, Steve Bruce, 414 appearances, 51 goals between 1987 and 1996. Stood the test of the time like Pallister, centre-half partner there. Obviously, Bruce's abiding memories now, at least in a United shirt, will rightfully be the Sheffield Wednesday goals, which turned the tide for United's first league title since um, since 1967. Won almost a lot, including won the double in 94, won the double in 96, the double-double alongside Pallister there is um, unfortunately towards the latter part of the 90s. Bruce and Pallister got broken up 
as uh, Manchester United forged ahead with the with the treble winning team there. Number 20, Michael Carrick, 464 appearances, 24 goals, played for the club for 12 years from 2006. One of the most underrated players Manchester United ever had. He took on Roy Keane's number 16, a different type of player to Roy Keane. Um, took on that mantle, though, alongside Paul Scholes, won the Champions League, currently part of the coaching staff, of course, and one of my favourite players growing up, um, absolutely smooth on the ball, he was incredible, incredible footballer, and um, a key part of that Man United team around that time, and a fantastic holding midfielder who doesn't get the appreciation that he probably deserved from the time, and even up until this day. Number 19, Nemanja Vidic. 300 appearances, 21 goals from 2006 to 2014. Arrived at a similar time to Evera. Um, left at the same time to Patrice Evera as well. And again, like Evera, didn't seem a great buy at first. That um, harrowing debut at um, the City of Manchester Stadium, I think it was a 4-1 defeat. Um, shocker to be in with, but he would go on to win the lot. He was a perfect foil for, for Rio Ferdinand. He'd smash anybody. Whilst Rio Ferdinand was more of a ball-playing centre-half, it absolutely blended together perfectly and with Ferdinand de Broek all kinds of records in that back four as we know as Manchester United finally found that defensive grit that's even in the treble winning season um, was missing in parts let's say number 18 Dennis Irwin 529 appearances 33 goals between 1990 and 2002 the best left back United ever had in my opinion and like Patrice Everett Dennis Irwin won everything but what sets Irwin apart from the likes of Patrice Everett, that he was an absolute dead ball specialist. He could score free kicks earlier on in his time before, obviously, David Beckham showed up. He could score penalties as well. Had 12 years at the club in the most successful period. I cannot be ignored. One of the biggest bargains you're ever likely to see signed from Oldham and um, fulfilled the uh, fee spent on him and infinitely more. What One of my favourite players, growing up, I've got a lot of favourite players, but Dennis Irwin was one of them. <laughs> Uh, from the uh, treble winning team. Number 17, Rio Ferdinand, 455 appearances, eight goals. Another stalwart with two, 12 years at the club. Um, early stages was mad by the drugs ban in 2004, of course, but he did win the Premier League in his first season and obviously would then go on as the squad matured and so many more trophies were won. The treble of leagues uh, from 2007 to 2009 and won two more. And... Um, I was at the match when Rio Ferdinand scored the final goal at Old Trafford for in Sir Alex Ferguson's tenure, a smashing volley against Swansea, Swansea City there. Good memories of that. Um, my favourite defender of all time um, was an absolute rock at the back for United in this time. And obviously alongside Vidic, Evra, Gary Neville, Brooke, loads of records um, defensively. Number 16, Mark Hughes. 467 appearances, 163 goals played for the club between 83 and 86 and then returned for for the Premier League dominance in the early 90s, Sparky. Um, he went abroad for a bit, but um, come back and won the lot. Absolutely prolific in front of goal. Gave United so many nights in the Premier League, obviously winning the first um, first couple of league titles in the Premier League era. They got the uh, the Cup Winners' Cup in Rotterdam, which is a particular memory from uh, Hughes there. Um, he was a huge part of United winning that. Obviously, you get the FA Cup in 1990 as well, which kickstarted all this, all this that you see here today. And number 15, Gary Neville, 602 appearances, seven goals between 1992 and 2011. One of the most tenured Man United players, seen the lot, won the lot, one of the most decorated British footballers of all time. 
Um, one of the most underrated fullbacks of all time for me. Uh, people will now know him, of his, of course, for his work on Sky Sports, but um, absolute fantastic crosser of the ball, which I think gets um, forgotten, really. Obviously, he had Derry Becker in front of him, so he's going to get... Uh, going to get overshadowed by that um of course um understandably but Gary Neville I've had the privilege of seeing a Gary Neville goal in the flesh actually which is uh something else that's a collector's item isn't it but uh, one of his seven goals for United uh fantastic fullback we'll never have a player in the same vein as him at United I don't feel number 14 Nobby Styles, 395 appearances 19 goals between 1959 and 1971 of course Nobby was famous for dancing on the Wembley turf in 1966, immortalised in the uh, Three Lions song. But two years after that, he won one of the biggest prizes a lot this time, though, in a Man United shirt on the same Wembley turf, the European Cup in 1968. was a mild-mannered player, won it all with Busby, really, the couple of leagues cup in there. Um, famously only allowed his temper to be frayed once or twice, most notably in that Intercontinental Cup against Estudiantes when he was sent off. But... Again, another great, fantastic player. Number 13, David Beckham, 394 appearances, 85 goals between 1992 and 2003. And I'm going to still stick by it. I know I mentioned it quite a bit on the across the what if football paradigm that we have. Um, one of the most underrated footballers of all time. At his peak, which I, I put between 98 and 2002, almost untouchable for his influence, his technique from crossing from out wide, free kicks, absolutely superb crossfield passes absolutely inch perfect almost all the time and goals and assists by current metrics are probably insane and his free kicks were just legendary still are obviously to boot isn't obviously a class of 92 product a treble winner and um, in that time in that season produced so many goals for united most notably the two corners that came in in the 1999 final these days it would probably hit the first man and gone out won it and Bayern Munich win the Champions League but David Beckham's crosses in that for those it gets overlooked a little bit I think but uh, obviously you got the Wimbledon goal <laughs> insanity which obviously shot him into the stratosphere and obviously since hasn't looked back and is one of the probably the one of the most recognisable faces in the world 12 Brian Robson, 461 appearances, 99 goals between 1981 and 1994. One of the most influential players in the Man United dressing room towards the end of his career, which he stuck out to win the double, obviously lifted the Premier League in 93 and 94. Stuck around for the Premier League years when for so long in the 80s, football in England was dominated by Everton and Liverpool, but he did win a couple of cups in there, 83, 85 Won a couple of domestic cups as United were starting to get going under Ferguson in the early 90s. Uh, he was very influential throughout the 80s, stuck through it and um, probably necessitated a lot of United's good towards the end of the 90s by the dressing room sort of etiquette that he helps pass on to the likes of Roy Keane and won everything there was to win almost at um, United with the exception, of course, of the European Cup. Number 11, Peter Schmeichel, 391 of 398 appearances and just the one goal from <laughs> from net against uh, Torpedo Moscow there. Um, from 1991 to 1999, went out on the biggest of highs in the treble winning season. The greatest goalkeeper United have ever had, simply put. And um, he won United a dozen points at least every single season and he cannot be underrated. He's absolutely one of the best goalkeepers to ever live, in my opinion, the greatest goalkeeper United have had. Um, the starfish save from Ivan Zamorano against Inter Milan, so many, 
so many saves in that treble winning season that were just so crucial. The, the last minute penalty save from Dennis Bergkamp in the FA Cup semi-final replay. All these legendary moments created by a goalkeeper in net out. He was simply just simply the best, wasn't he really, to uh, quote a song there. Number 10, Bill Folk, 688 appearances, nine goals, 1952 to 1970. One of the two survivors on the playing side of things from the Munich Air disaster to then go and win the European Cup a decade later. The second most tenured player um, for Man United when Bobby Charlton hung up his boots. Um, a fine defender, played for almost two decades. I mean, in terms of years, one of the biggest tenures, um, I think it's only dwarfed by maybe Bobby Charlton and maybe uh, definitely the likes of Skulls, Neville, Giggs. Um, Bill Folks, yeah, he stuck it through Finn and Finn, won the league titles in the 50s, won a couple more in the 60s as well. And obviously picture book ending with the European Cup there. Number nine, Cristiano Ronaldo, roughly around 300 appearances, roughly around 125 goals. I'm recording this a couple of weeks in advance. Give me a break. Uh, I've played for the club between 2003 and 2009, currently making a return to Manchester United. He's a very different player to what we've seen in his first debut against Bolton Wanderers all those years ago. I remember it well. I am old. But he was on top of his game. He's on top of his game now, you could say. And um, United never truly, I don't think, saw his peak pretty close to it in um, 2008, uh, where it was a huge part of that double winning team. Absolutely insurmountable that year. Scorer of 40 plus goals. You got the free kick against Portsmouth. Scores the goal in the Champions League final. Of course, he misses the penalty, but it doesn't matter now, does it? Um, absolutely incredible. It's baffling how he's only scored one hat trick. I know I'm jinxing that because probably by the time this goes out, he'll score another one. Um, but the score of one hat-trick at United, but it's got so many goals for United. Only George Best has scored the like of which in terms of goals in the season to that Ronaldo year in 2008. And that, you know, puts Ronaldo right up into the mix in terms of United's best. Number eight, Dennis Law, 404 appearances, 237 goals between 1962 and 1973. Part of the fabled... Holy Trinity, all of which, of course, make up our top 10. European Cup winner, won the leagues, won the cups, won everything. One of the greatest scorers that the club has ever seen, only behind the likes of Bobby Charlton and Wayne Rooney. Um, one of the absolutely superb player, uh, only behind Charlton in terms of goals when he left the club in 73. Obviously, there's a lot made of when his goal relegated United when he was a Man City player, but by that point, United were well over the hill. The fallout from Matt Busby was, you know, rife um you got most of the star players from the european cup winning team leaving and they had to build a new team over a uh, cost for a few years when the greatest manager they've ever had had left and dennis law was part of that team who won numerous league titles of course the european cup against benfica which now is um immortalized in a fantastic statue outside old trafford of course number seven wayne rooney 559 appearances, 253 goals between 2004 and 2017. The greatest goal scorer that United have ever had. Played in the greatest era that Manchester United have ever had. And still, for me, gets underrated. Perhaps he was not ever the man at United. You have Rude van Nistelrooy, you have Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, for a time, Robin van Persie as well, who scored the goals. But Wayne Rooney, he's for the longevity they had to score the amount of goals they had when he often sacrificed himself so often out on the wing out back in midfield for players like Van Nistelrooy Rooney, uh, Ronaldo and uh, Van Persie could just do 
just about anything really. Dig United out of any type of holes and f- quite frankly, one of the greatest players United have ever had. Number six, Eric Cantona, 185 appearances, 82 goals between 92 and 97. And speaking of digging United out of holes, Eric Cantona was a man possessed in his time at United. Dropped and discarded by so many in French football and then was able to be easily plucked away from Leeds United. Eric Cantona finally showed everybody what he was about in those years in the Premier League early on. Scored so many crucial goals, so many 1-0 wins where Cantona was the winning goal scorer, especially in the 95-96 season. He returns from his nine-month ban. Scores the winning, the, well, the equaliser. It felt like a winner against Liverpool in that 2-2 draw in early uh, in October 95. And from then on, you get one of the greatest seasons by by any player ever in the United shirt. Absolutely incredible. Obviously overturns the 12-point deficit to Newcastle. United win the league. Obviously scored the winning goal against Newcastle at St. James's Park in that season. Won the title, won the double almost on his own. And was part of a band of players in that dressing room beforehand with Robson, Hughes, Schmeichel, Bruce Pallister that willed success on through their actions. You've got so many iconic moments, of course, the kick against the Crystal Palace fans, but you've got the, the chip against um, against Sunderland, the incredible amount of goals that took United to the next level and essentially prepared them for the European Cup win of 1999. Number five, Paul Scholes, my personal favourite. Anyway, 718 appearances, 115 goals played for the club between 1994 and and 2013 with a wee break in the middle there. One of the finest players of his time, or any time really, um, one of the most decorated English players ever alongside like Sir Gary Neville. One of the most tenured United players ever, 718 appearances and played for the club for roughly 18 years, similar levels as uh, Bill Fuchs. They won 11 Premier League titles. That is ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Often scored goals of season contenders. I mean, in one week or in one month he scored that volley against Bradford and then he scored that absolutely ridiculous goal against Middlesbrough, which often gets forgotten. Absolute arrow into the top corner. You've got the Villa goal. You've got crucial goals in European Cup winning seasons. The equaliser against Inter Milan in the quarterfinal where United run tons of pressure and then he just slots in. The volley against Barcelona in the semi-final in 2008 that won United. That tie and took them to the final. Incredible moments from an absolutely incredible player. Almost peerless, really. Number four, George Best. 470 appearances, 179 goals between 1963 and 1974. And talent-wise, perhaps the best of the lot that United have ever had. Only, of course, we know his time at United was mad towards the end by his off-pitch antics. And perhaps had he been born a few years earlier, that would have had a ridiculous career. And I think for me, George Best needed Matt Busby or a figure like him, a sturdy figure to guide him through the world of you know, football of fame that he found himself in. And to me, success in a way, I think, came too early for George Best. There's interviews of him where he, he's won the European Cup and he's just shortly after that and Busby retires and he's in his early 20s. He's not even hit his peak yet, but he's scoring goals of an unfathomable amount. And he believed that they'd won the European Cup and that was it, but Best wanted more. And had he got more, he would be easily easily down as the the greatest Manchester United player ever but unfortunately with Busby leaving his career tailed off unfortunately and obviously we know the consequences of that 
Number three, Roy Keane, 480 appearances, 51 goals between 1993 and 2005. I think they call it a mentality monster, don't they? Or something like that. One of the greatest United have ever had. Greatest captain they certainly had, in my opinion. Um, he demanded an awful lot from his players and he is one of the big reasons why United were so successful in the 90s. And for me, um, even after he left into the late 2000s, took the reins on from the likes of Pallister, Bruce Hughes, Schmeichel, Robson and gave the owners to the, the Ronaldos, the Roonies, the Ferdinands to go and win more in the future. And for me, you got Cantona, I know. And I think for me, Keane is one of the most influential players at United. His, his um, influence, his drive is something that since he's left and the players that he influenced have left has um, evaporated at the club today and there's often there's always the debate that whether whether or not you need a player like Roy Keane you need a Roy Keane in your team to have that sort of influence nowadays whether or not that's true I'm not sure but he was certainly a catalyst for United from his um, signing in 1993 well after he left in uh, under a cloud it must be said in that uh, MUTV interview slash rant whatever you want to call it um, in 2005 Number two, Roy, uh, Roy Keane. We've done Roy Keane. Number two, Ryan Giggs. 963 appearances. That's just stupid numbers. 168 goals between 1991 and 2014. That's 23 years. It's scandalous, really, isn't it? Um, the winner of the most English league titles, the most decorated British player of all time. 13 league titles is one. The most tenured Man United player they've ever had. Almost a 1,000 Matches. I can't remember what it was. It Real Madrid in 2013, where he played his 1,000th game ever. Um, I was at that. He had like a big um, TFO on the side and Sir Alex Ferguson stand. Absolutely incredible. Um, that just does not happen really anywhere. You think of Paolo Maldini, perhaps Francesco Totti, especially with one club. 23 years he was at the club, baffling. He might not be, might not score the most goals. May not be, you know, the flashiest of players, but ingrained in my mind, burnt into my mind, is the goal against Arsenal. FA Cup semi-final replay. Potentially, in terms of quality-wise, the best goal ever scored by a Man United player. Obviously, factor into the importance of that that then helps um, Manchester United go on to win the treble. And in that debate, um, Jamie Carragher and Roy Keane had on Monday Night Football a year or so back when they pitted Liverpool's 2020 team against Man United's treble winning team and um, Keane wouldn't allow Giggs to be over Sadio Mane, uh, wouldn't allow Sadio Mane to be over Ryan Giggs in the combined team. These are the reasons why that goal against Arsenal and so many other moments, the individual quality that he had right from the early ages of the Premier League right to the, the sort of the year in 2008-9 when he won the PFA Player of the Year, when he was so instrumental there, everyone said he was over the hump, over the, over the hill, he, so he was like his career was over, then he turned to yoga, elongated his career probably by half a decade or more and almost scored a goal as the player manager in 2014. That is quite frightening, isn't he, really? He scored a goal in every Premier League season up until the, the last season where he was sort of in and out of the team, obviously for obvious reasons, when he was assistant manager and a legend at the club. Number one, that means it has to be Bobby Charlton. 758 appearances, 249 goals between 1956 and 1973. One of the great founding fathers of Manchester United, immortalised with statues, with a stand, and he's one of the most important players United have ever had. 
and a huge mark that he left on the club, a survivor of the Munich air disaster, like Bill Folkes, who went on to win the European Cup in 1968. The amount of goals that he scored, incredible. Won numerous league titles, numerous FA Cups. Obviously, the European Cup is the, the shining light in his career, alongside the World Cup, of course, from two years prior, in the same patch of land. And uh, what more can be said? Absolute legend at the club. And for me, the greatest Manchester United player ever. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The greatest Manchester United player. I'm glad we've uh, sorted that out and there'll be no more debate over that one. Next week, we're going to take a look at... Uh, we're going to start a, like a little new mini-series here on Ranked. Um, we're going to look at the 25 best French players to ever play in the Premier League. Maybe an obvious number one shout? Well, you'll just have to join us next week to find out that one. But until then, silly. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.